Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Cozy Room Podcast. My mommy Shan. Hey. My hey. sister Ari. Say hi, Ari. Hey. And I'm Anya. Let's go. Hey, this is Shan. Mama the girls, thank you for checking in. If this is your first time at Cozy Womb Podcast, welcome. It's a very random but frequently posted show. Enjoy what you can when you can. It's for new parents. Y'all are very welcome. It's for a second, third, or more time around parents too. And I did not forget those of you who aren't quite there yet, haven't had your first kid, but you're thinking about it and you're just curious on what it takes to go ahead and survive the kids that you may make. Cool. Since we're all here, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, you guys are definitely in for a treat. Some good words of encouragement for fathers, fathers to be, um, mothers to get a new perspective, maybe, if you haven't been thinking about it, on what it's like for um, dads to go through society and why they don't and why they do things the way that they do it and how a little appreciation and encouragement can go a long way. I have a special guest today. So um, I hope you guys enjoy. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to their contact IG or Twitter. You can always tweet me at CozyWombPod on Twitter. You can always email me at CozyWombMama at gmail.com. Please leave a voicemail if you like. The number is in the link and I hope you enjoy. Let's get into today's episode. Well, a welcome to Cozy Boom Podcast, Aaron. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, welcome to Cozy Boom Podcast. This is a place where we talk about everything that has to do with surviving our kids through knowledge and experience. And I came across you on Instagram, and I love what you talked about. And you just Thank give you. like words of enlightenment in the morning. Yeah, and absolutely. Most of the time when I listen to podcasts, I listen to them in the morning, sometimes during the day at work. And it's, I think it's better than listening to gossip on the radio. I think it's better than listening to music that doesn't feed your mind and uh, just having things that where you can reflect on yourself being better. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of what you talk about on your podcast, Black Introvert Pod, um it's very like you know just taking a perspective a different way and looking at things to improve and grow and uh I was like well let me let me just check this this out so I think everybody should check it out um it's called Black Introvert Pod and um you're gonna start a new season soon right yeah 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 um the semi-social life of a black introvert i'm looking forward to um growing and expanding i feel like with the last six episodes especially dealing with mental health and um self-empowerment i feel like i really found my footing so i'm looking forward to expanding here in the next um month or two uh just really just reaching out and growing and connecting people sounds really good i will be tuning in i am subscribed (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, could you share a bit about who you are and what your purpose is through um, you just sharing and giving insight? Yeah, I am um, 
my background is really in education and youth development. Uh, currently, I am um, working in a large metropolitan library system. Uh, so as a black librarian, which is a rarity, but I also um, more importantly run the after school program um, that I have at my library. We have 80 to 100 kids show up each day, um, oh, wow. 25 different nations represented. And, um, and we build community, we build family, we build connection. And so um, my background is in community, community de development, uh, nonprofit development, but youth development. Uh, so right. that's sort of how this podcast sort of came about. Nice. Um, I take my daughters, uh, they're two and five, to the library all the time. And there are um, Black uh, librarians in there. And they do a lot of like seminars on, you know, buying homes and they do a lot of like youth reading and a lot of that. So I definitely get into the library because I don't think enough kids get a push to read, a push to search for research other than Googling. Absolutely. And, you know, just to having a safe place like a library where there's a bathroom where there's lots of options and you just know where your kids are and that's better than them just being outside and being in the street and um, you get a lot of insight from a library right now I have some artwork that they they allow me to sell and post in the library so I definitely I'm into you know my daughter's having books and my five-year-old's reading like on a second grade level so I love the library I'm yeah. definitely always going into the library it's a place <laughs> of community I mean I look at what I do um what I do in my job position lines up with my purpose uh right. which goes to helping and feeding and encouraging people and so it the library has changed over time into a place of strictly academia to more of a community setting and so um i'm part of that community setting just trying to bring the best of what we can do to the most wonderful and beautiful kids uh, that you will ever meet right and it's rare that you'll see a lot of community centers around anymore so true I understand the whole concept of having it at the library and it just being an inviting public space. So I do like that aspect. It so is, yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely, it's a meeting place. And and when I say that we've built community in that library, in that, in that place, I mean, we have, we do uh, what's special about, you know, the um, center that I run so we do two to three family dinners a year. I mean, we have kids from different nationalities, backgrounds, religions, um, sexual orientations, so many kids, but they sit together and they built family and community and they look each other as family and we are parents. And so it's, it's an incredible experience. Yeah. And that's important because if there was, if that was never the case, that you could pass people on the street that you would have conversations with in the library. Yeah. Yep, And um, it's about, you know, killing a lot of the ignorance people have towards other cultures by coming together in one place. So I definitely understand the aspect of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty good. So for today's um, focus topic, uh, we wanted to focus on the real aspects of fatherhood. And I just wanted to get more of your insight on why is that important for you and what do you enjoy about fatherhood? You know, I think fatherhood is a topic that is often looked, looked about, but not necessarily discussed. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when it comes to the roles of a father, the, um, the, the uh, guidance, the, the investment as a father, and just the, the care that a father exhibits, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a rare sort of subject to sort of talk about um and so i think when i even when i look at my own experience i went through several years of doubting whether or not i was a good father uh because i looked at my worth as strictly uh via the paycheck um as right. someone who could only bring home the bacon but i can't necessarily but i didn't necessarily see myself as a tool and as a vessel of investment and so mm -hmm. um that's had to change over over the last couple of years and so now I, I think I really get to enjoy fatherhood. I enjoy seeing my kids grow. I enjoy seeing them um, seeing what they like. I enjoy taking my daughter shopping. 
uh, having special moments with the both of them. I have an mm-hmm. eight-year-old and a six-year-old. And so I, I get to really see myself as an, as an investor and someone that's investing in their lives as opposed to just someone that is just present. Right. And I've, I've been raised in a home with my mom and my dad up until I was eight where my dad would work and he would I pay bills. I, we were never we were never hungry. The lights were never off. You know, the house was you know, providing all those utilities. But when it came to, like, taking vacations, we never did that. Yeah. When it came to, like, who's taking me or my brothers to the doctors, it was always my mom. Yep. When it came to who was cooking, it was always my mom. And he was a physical presence in the house, but as far as, like, emotionally and... Uh, just interacting wise he was absent yeah so a lot of people you know stress oh you need to get married and you need to have a husband and then you need to start a family that necessarily doesn't mean that your children are going to feel fulfilled as having a two partner or parent household because my mom really maneuvered with us in Philadelphia as if she was a single parent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think society really pushes white men to be macho, men to have um, lots of money, lots of cars, big houses, and lots of women. But they really don't congratulate and push the man who... Um, is working that job that's taking care of his family and providing and getting his hands dirty and being tired at the end of the day and wearing, you know, dirty work boots and coming home late at night and waking up early in the morning and leaving and not having the time that he really wants to spend with his family because he's trying to provide. Absolutely. I think think those men need to be congratulated more so than a man who just you know does what it looks like because yeah. anybody can do what it looks like and assume that oh you're a good dad because you know your your kids have this and the woman in your life you know she seems happy and you know you have the house but if you're really not feeding your family mentally emotionally um and growing with them and really understanding who is living in your house, what their personalities are, what they need and what they want, and people aren't doing that for you, then what is a good household? It's, it's, I think it's, I mean, I think you're right. I think, um, I think as it relates to fatherhood, I think the structure and perhaps the society sort of set up that men take care of everything on the outside of the household and women take care of everything on the inside of the household. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, I think that's an old and perhaps broken model. Um, I think that um, I've met men um, that really don't feel like they bring anything to the table outside of a paycheck. Um, they 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 don't they love their kids, but they don't know how to interact with their kids. They they right. they want to protect their kids, but they don't know how to um, connect with their kids. And so, and that brings I think conflict within the soul of a man of, of <laughs> men that want to do better. But when they look at their tools, they may not have learned the tools from their fathers or from the men around their lives in order to do better. And so mm-hmm. that can be extremely frustrating. I think one of the things that I've learned, uh, whether it be in my um, job position slash purpose or just even as a father, um, is that within my role, um, within my job role, I am one of two men uh, within our large library system that does the job that I do um, and and it's it's rare um, because I am a father to to many I am a uncle to many I am the person that will give hugs that will encourage that will tell um, I mean these are these are my I look at them as my babies mm-hmm. you know that love them the same things I do for my for my children I extend to these kids that I work with. And so I think that the role of a father not only extends from the uh, extends not only just within the household, but outside the household. Like, how do you father people? How yeah. do you father others? 
And I think that's that's what goes along with the purpose of being a true father. Most definitely, like your your care and your consideration does not stop at your children when you're a great father. Like, let's say if there's ten kids in a room and the ice cream truck comes, you're not just going to buy your two kids ice cream. If yeah. you can, you're gonna make sure everybody has something. And a lot of people don't get that concept and they may feel like, well, that's not your responsibility or you don't have to do X, Y, and Z, but you don't know if that child that saw you purchase that ice cream from that ice cream truck for your own kids, what type of impact that will have on them 30 years from now. Yep. And then that'll be another, you know, uh, repeat of oh I'm not doing for anybody else's kids because when I was little nobody did for me and I think when you you have men now who are out in the world they have kids and no one was parenting them you either can go two ways you can go against the grain and be better than the father you were supposed to have and do things better and give your kids what you didn't have or you can go the other way and not do anything because nobody did anything for you yep i I think it's i think you have to make i think it's a conscious choice um of investment i think if more men understood that they could bring something positive to the table that they could bring change to the table that they could bring um love to the table they could bring more than just this false sense of masculinity uh, this false sense of just being the protector or the financial provider. If more men knew that they could invest uh, with their hearts, with their souls, with their minds and their spirits, I think that men would be so much more encouraged. I mean, I, I, I've met, you know, kids um, who have fathers who are either uh, present but not investing or just not there at all uh, through my job position. Um, and, and I've had the opportunity, I mean, with last year, I had 38 kids graduate out of my program. I've never had a high school nice. drop in six years. Um, and so it is, it's wonderful to see kids from Ethiopia, from Eritrea, from Somalia, from uh, Ghana, Nigeria, come back and ask me before they go to college, what is it that you expect out of me as a father? Hmm. You know, what is that you expect out of me? Um, because they don't have those talks with their own father they don't have they may not even have those talks with their own mother so they know what is that you see in me what is it that you see that I can do and it's a beautiful thing I've learned with fatherhood um it is it's not a perfect uh I guess outcome Mm -hmm. and I have to embrace the imperfections just understand that I'm a good father uh and and though I'm not perfect I am purposeful and, and, and I think that's something that men, if men could grasp the element of imperfection, just realize that you have purpose within this thing. I think fatherhood for a lot of people would change and the perspective about it would change. Yeah. And I think if a lot of women and mothers who show gratitude and appreciation for the man that's really, you know, grinding it out and working somewhere where they don't want to work but providing and, you know, spending the time. And a lot of men, you have to think, if nobody showed them how to spend quality time, then it's kind of like you got to probably introduce them to a man you would like for them to aim to become, like sort of like a, a mentor way. And hopefully some of what their good habits are will rub off or maybe they can have that conversation but I, I don't think a lot of men are having the conversation because absolutely women don't point it out to them well, they and, and I think men don't also um I think I think if men don't connect well I think there's a certain thing about uh, I think women connect so much better than men do there's so many more support <laughs> groups uh, you get some women together and things will happen and, and change and there's something about a group of women in which 
action takes place. I don't see that with men. Um, yeah. Men are so much more isolated, and I and I do believe that men die alone. Um, I think women can die with their kids surrounding them and and and, and uh, tears falling down their face, but men can die in a broken down house surrounded mm-hmm. by nothing but their earthly possessions. And so I, I, I do believe that men men should connect. Uh, men should should the the legacy element of fatherhood is to reach out to young fathers, uh, to reach out to young men, to teach them as opposed to, just holding uh, fatherhood and, and keeping it a secret. I think within fatherhood, you don't find a lot of men that either talk about it and those that could talk about it won't because I think it goes back to some of that false masculinity in which the assumption is that you're grown now. You know, mm-hmm. this is, uh, you're a man, man up. This is what you have to do. And you could stand there as a young father or as even an old father and be like, what am I doing? I don't have the tools. Right. Um, I felt like that definitely early in, uh, in my marriage. And I allowed my own self-doubt to cripple what I viewed fatherhood to be. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but, but I realized and, and, and uh, as the father that will wake up and change diapers and, and, um, and you know, and get the milk and feed my kids and just do really what a parent should do. Mm-hmm. And explaining that to other fathers, I realized that most men don't do that um, because that's still the woman's quote unquote, the woman's job or uh, rocking the babies to sleep or picking out baby clothes. I take pride in picking out uh, my daughter's wardrobe um, mm-hmm. and that we can go shopping. We can, I know exactly what size she wears, what size my son wears because that's part of being a parent not just being a father but being a parent right. and so um, just having those conversations with fathers I think would definitely invest into what the role of a real father truly is yeah and I I, you, I think it has to do with a lot of like partner work like mm-hmm. a mother it doesn't matter if you're not married or if you're married or if you're in a relationship a mother has to learn to stop doing so much yeah and allow a father to have the space to father without being uh you know chastised without feeling like they're doing something wrong because you're watching their every move like let them pick out their sizes let them pick out what color shirt um my uh kid's dad whenever he would text me uh pictures of everything he's picking up in the store i said don't show me anything if you like it and it's her size, then go ahead and buy it. Yep. Yep. And it's kind of like if they throw the ball to you, throw it back and make reassure them that you're doing what you need to do. It's good. I trust you. Yep. Because I think a lot of men really want to try, but they don't want to feel like they're really putting the effort and then you basically, you know, kicked it to the curb because it was wrong. And, um, when, um, when it comes to, you know, making sure that you go out your way to do a lot of things with your kids, you have to understand that now is a different time from when you grew up and when your father grew up. And so you have to interact with them in a different way, but always be open to knowing that your kid really doesn't want anything from you except your time. Like, I remember always wanting my dad's time. Mm -hmm. Not money, not uh, him to take me somewhere, just his time. The fact that he could be doing anything else, but he's spending his time. And a lot of kids now would, you know, die just to have some time with their father and not just be you know, be thrown money or be thrown clothes or absolutely. Uh, oh, I I texted you yesterday or I called you, and then you have men on the other side who, let's say, they don't live with their child, but they have this pride thing up and this ego, like, oh, I don't call you because you don't call me. Yeah, yep. you can't you can't have that as a parent. Your kids don't ask for you to for them to be here. You brought them in the world. So show them who they should aim to surpass or become 
and be a good example even if you didn't have one and I think um, that discussion has to be discussed and I think that's why you have a lot of males who have friends that are really involved fathers and then you have their themselves who they're not involved but nobody's having that conversation me personally if I was a father and I had a friend that had kids and I know that I haven't seen him interact with his kids in a while I haven't seen any pictures in a while they haven't brought them up I'm Mm -hmm. questioning it and I don't think there are any men really questioning their friends and their boys quote unquote about hey what's going on with your daughter what's going on with your son I haven't seen them lately I feel Mm -hmm. like if that conversation was happening you would have a lot of smaller gaps in time of fathers really keeping in contact with their kids you you have a um i think that goes to a to to men having a deeper and richer conversations uh with each other i think men Mm -hmm. have these surface level let's talk about lebron james let's talk about jordan who's better let's talk about anything else but really what's going on within the souls of men and Mm -hmm. and that sort of connection there um and, you know, and going back to what you said about, you know, men stepping up and, and, and just not even stepping up, but just doing what you need to do as a man and investing in your child, uh, yeah. investing in your children. I think a lot of that intimacy is built up um, in the early years. Um, mm-hmm. Those moments of changing diapers, those moments of, of infancy for kids, of feeding the bottles of um, those are like the moments that build intimacy and connection. And and I truly do believe that if men miss out on those birth to five years, Mm -hmm. it's hard for the child, for you to connect with the child. It's going to be difficult for the child to connect with you. And so those those years are just so crucial Mm -hmm. to what fatherhood is. It's the foundation of fatherhood. And, um, you know, as a father, you know, I hope that when I. Uh, converse with other men, with other fathers, with other soon-to-be fathers, with mentors, whatever it may be, with just men in general. You know, I, I hope that I get a chance to explain that 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 fatherhood is not necessarily about being the financial provider, mm-hmm. but it's more about being the sole investor. And so, just sort of changing that sort of narrative of fatherhood. Um, what? How do you invest in someone's soul? How do you invest in your child's soul? How do you invest positive things? Sometimes you may even do some negative things into your child. So you have to you have to look at it as an investment. You have yeah. so much to give, and you have a willing vessel there. Can you invest something positive into it? And just sort of changing that mentality of how you view yourself and, and, and your purpose as a father. Yeah, definitely. And uh I don't know. You touched on a lot of good things of what they need. I just, I wish more men had a space, like a support group, like you said, um, just to have those conversations. And that toxic masculinity comes in hand when, let's say, there is a man that really wants to have that conversation. Maybe he might be labeled as being soft. Yep. Maybe he might be labeled as, oh man, you always in your feelings. But a lot of, men who are really battling with that inner loss of time with their fathers or seeing someone as a father figure growing up and now they become fathers they might you know bury that through drinking or bury that through buying a lot of things to cover up the fact that they have a hole that needed they need to fill and if you don't address it then it's going to come out later into something else and when I see my kids, I see my future. Yes, yes, like, absolutely. If, like if I leave today, they're always going to be known as my children. So if I'm not investing in my future, but I'm investing in things that make me temporary happy right now, then what am I really doing? You're, you're right. It, it's a... um. It's, it's, I mean, the word investments has been throughout this conversation. I mean, it really is an, it's investing. It is seeing yourself as, as a vital piece to the family unit and investing. I mean, um, I did a podcast called Husbandology, in which I talked about 
um, my struggles as a 20-something-year-old husband um, and as a father. And that episode really resonated with a lot with, with men, but with a lot of women. Um, and I talked about my struggles. I was as transparent as I could be um, in terms of suffering and really drowning in my own shame, drowning in my own expectations, drowning within my own um, guilt or in lack. And so when I looked at, and I look at fathers and I can see them now, I think men aren't that transparent. Men, you can look at another man and, 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 and tell that he is suffering. Men yeah. don't hold our emotions well. We put them right on our sleeves. We're not that deep. And, and we think we are, but we're really not. And I see so many men that their outcomes or, or um, they're either going to implode or they're going to explode. Right. And that's concerning because that's a mental health type of issue. Um, fatherhood is it's not easy. It is um, there are good days, there are bad days, there are um, but it's a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. And it's an experience in which it teaches you grace, it teaches you uh, how it teaches you love, it teaches you how to apologize, it teaches you humility, it teaches you how to invest and how to put other people ahead of you. It's mm-hmm. so rich for those that have support to do it. But like we said, you know, there, there aren't many groups, there aren't many men, uh, or, or men aren't as connected as women. And so it's going to take some men to connect and start small, but just connect with one another and see where this fatherhood thing could just be a, a tool of support for other men. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wish there was. Um, you know how LeBron James has that uh, barbershop show? Yeah, yeah. I wish there was like a constant show of um, men from all cultures talking and having conversations about being fathers. Like yeah. I wish that was like the main point of the show. Just so if you don't have somebody physically in your personal life as a reference of fatherhood, you have this you can go here you can click here and i feel like the world kind of like brushes that off as as a given and today in 2019 that's not a given there's generations and generations of there not being a father figure absolutely maybe right now in this generation coming up maybe they don't even have grandparents and if you think about that not having grandparents you don't see a a grandma or a grandfather humble in their ways enough to spend that time and teach and touch on you know history and what was when when they were younger and that's not going to give today's kids appreciation for what they have and if we lack that we need that from somewhere else. Like, where are they getting it from? Yeah, it, it, it's um, it is a lack of resources. It's a lack of connection. It is a um, the connection amongst fathers, the resources for fathers, just the dialogue for fathers is is not non-existent. But you really have mm-hmm. to do some searching for it. I, I think that the one place that has it um, is is church. And I think that, you know, in the Western world, church is dying and men aren't coming to church and the community isn't coming to church as much as they used to. And so some of these conversations that may have had, may have been had, just aren't having, just aren't being had as frequently. So what do men do? Uh, Who's going to set up the group? Who's going to make the phone call? Who's going to make the Who's going to be the the hub of resources, uh, resource for men uh, within the community? You know, I I think when I look at my my children, uh, once again, they're they're eight and six. I have so many male resources around them. I used to believe that you know if I when I die, I just want to invest so much into them, um, and, and so if I die, they will be you know good and, and that they will have all they need because I invested everything that I had into them now I've sort of switched my perspective in which I want to live for my kids 
Now, I, I want to still be around, so I'm still going to invest, but I'm going to invest and live with them. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I set them up with is a community of uncles, of of um, of grandfathers, of uh, family and friends, of men. And, and it's a rarity. It's, it's such a rarity. And I talk to them about it even at this age. You know, you they have such a strong connection of aunts and grandmas and you know, those are sort of a, in some ways a given in society, but they have also a strong structure of men. If I were to pass or when I pass, my kids will have structure. Uh, they'll still have a male presence and that's vital. But when I meet kids that don't have that, when, when they just don't have the, the, the foundation, the house structure, the, the male influence, mm-hmm. you can really drown in your own sort of self-doubt. Uh, as to who you are as a young man or a boy or a man or a husband or a father, whatever it may be. Um, and so it's definitely a time of men connecting uh, within the society. We have to connect. We have to invest. We have to leave a legacy of change uh, for this future generation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have all this social media out here and all these ways to interact. But in the physical it's kind of like what difference is it making you know from day-to-day interactions when you go out into the public people don't even look each other in the eye because they're so caught up in their phones and what they have to do today and right now I appreciate and I love seeing you know stay-at-home dads yeah yep like women can do the same jobs men can do when i drive down the streets in atlanta and i see men and women with construction hats on doing the same jobs i'm just like okay like we're getting somewhere and to be a stay-at-home dad as a father you have to think of what you know you know challenges could come with that when a child has to go to a bathroom why are there changing tables in the women's bathroom and not the men's bathroom Absolutely. And until society changes the constructs of that within parenting, it has to be talked about because a man can parent just as well as a woman. A woman Uh, can parent just as well as a man, but there's aspects of a mom that a child needs and there's aspects of a dad that a child needs. Absolutely. I, I think it's, um, I think sometimes, you know, we hear in society that, that fatherhood should be de- demasculinized in some regard. Even though I, that's probably like a new word I just made up, but demasculinized. I like it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it seems right. It seems right. It won't be on the spelling B, uh, but it seems right. But, but I think one of the things about fatherhood, but one of the most beautiful things about being a father is that we are men. And and um, and, and being a man is wonderful. It's beautiful. It is a, um, it is a, it should be a treasured experience. Um, for men, um, and, and it's it, being a male is it, it's okay to be a man. It's okay to be a male. It's okay to be a father. It's okay to be a father that cooks, um, that cleans. I one of the things that I, that I enjoy my with my daughter is that we cook together. Um, we we sit, we we put, we go through our recipe book, and we cook. And, um, and that's something that I can teach my daughter as well as I'm teaching my son uh, right. because cooking is something that I love to do. And, you know, I tell men, like, it doesn't have to be deep. You know, what is it that you love to do? Find what you love to do. I don't know most, I don't know most people know what they love to do, let alone most men know what they love to do. They, I think they know what they have to do. Right. But it's like, but what do you love to do? Find what you love to do and invest that thing into your kids um it could be something small i write music i'm teaching my kids how to freestyle Mm -hmm. and it seems so small but that's part of my connection with them that's part of my legacy with them that's part of me teaching them as a father um as 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 the main uh, male within their life just a piece of me and so I, i i do i encourage men to to invest what they love invest who they are into the kids those that that surround them um it's so vital for development mm-hmm. 
And I going back to you cooking with your daughter, you're teaching her that a man can. You know, a lot of women think, oh, cooking is a woman thing. No, a man can. And that's a good example for your son to see that, oh, it's possible that I can grow up and I could cook too. Or, you know, I don't have to necessarily need to find a woman so I can have a meal. And that balance is very important. And when it comes to finding something that you love to do, if the world actually did and focus could focus in like everybody on what they actually love to do, it would be a more peaceful place. Yo, it would. It would we, uh, we, and we have to have that conversation um, about loves and passions, um, about purpose, you know, about not just getting through the day, but who do you um, influence throughout the day? How right. do you feel throughout the day? I think we have such a, we're so position minded. We know what our positions are, but we have no clue what our purpose is. And, and so I make a choice to be purpose-minded, purpose-driven. It's, it's tough some days. Um, it's tough. But I'm like, this is my job position. But greater than my position is my purpose. And my purpose is to encourage. My purpose is to build. My purpose is to teach. My purpose really is to love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the things that we definitely, you know, we need to have more conversation about. Yeah, and when you say you know taking the time to figure out what your passion is we're not like saying like you need to quit your job today and find your no yeah you need to find the balance within your everyday so there were times where i would wake up at 6 a.m uh drop my daughters off and then go to work get to work while i'm working i'm reading i'm writing or I'm, you know, formulating what I need to do in the next eight hours. And I took that time to write and publish three books. Wonderful. And that's something that I wanted to do. That's something that was in my purpose. And I think people really don't balance their time right, but will sit and give their time to watching reality shows of people living in their passion. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. We, we, I think I think some of it is that we choose to invest in other people's dreams, but we lack the faith to see our dreams and manifest in, in our reality. Mm-hmm. I think that um, that we're so busy. I mean, I, I'm even looking at my own schedule. Life is busy and uh, picking kids up, uh, going to work, working 40 hours, having to do yes. things around the house, fold clothes, cook, meal prep, do homework. Yes take care of the dog like it's so busy and so i'm trying even right now to slow life down Mm -hmm. you know how do you how do you slow life down enough to not just like i said go through the day i'm just trying to get through the day but no i'm really trying to make a positive impact and invest in the day you know Mm -hmm. i i don't i don't want to just be so position minded and Mm -hmm. and position driven and so um I don't know if the society necessarily does uh, parenthood or fatherhood or motherhood any favors when it comes to level of busyness, but mm-hmm. we got to slow down. We, we got to slow down because in slowing down, I think we'll see our purpose a little bit better. We'll be able to have those conversations. We'll be able to have um, that change in perspective in which we got to find something the, the the little moments in life, uh, as as I say that the uh, the moments that build and that grow that turn into momentum, mm-hmm. you know we had to have those moments to build momentum. And and right now we're so busy it seems in society that we don't have that in our mental health, sur- our mental health suffers, mm-hmm. and our self esteem suffers. And um, we have to correct that. Yeah, fathers help a lot with a child growing up and becoming an adult with confidence yes and i'm not saying that they can't get it from a mom you can but to see a man be able to adjust and excel within challenges it it feels and it sends a different message and when a daughter can get that and a son can get that they grow up into more confident leaders and Mm -hmm. willing to 
go against the grain and go for what they want a bit more than a child that's been told oh don't make such a big deal or just go with the flow and if you go have a go with the flow mentality you're going to end up giving the world more of your time than you give yourself absolutely and i was i was was in the car um taking my daughter to school and i'll let her talk to me instead of just playing music and Mm -hmm. she said um mom when i go i want to work at a restaurant and I was like, okay. I said, what do you want to do at the restaurant? Do you want to cook at the restaurant? Do you want to serve people at the restaurant? Do you want to own the restaurant? You could do different things at the restaurant. And she was like, I don't know. What do you think I should do? I said, Anya, I don't care what you do when you grow up. Just make sure that you're happy and you love it. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. she turned around and she asked me, do you love what you do for work? I said, no. Mm-hmm. I, said, yeah, I, don't, that's I said, I don't love it, but I do it because I need to. Uh, make sure I can take care of you and your sister. Yep. And I and and in my head I was like, there's no way that I can continuously work a job for the sake of working a job and not, you know, consider my passions and make room for my passion because then I'll be a hypocrite. Absolutely. I mean, it's a. Uh, I think that's one of the ills of adulthood is that. You can do something with good intention as, as you know, as a, as a parent, you work, you work hard, you, you, you put in extra hours, you provide, but then you look at your own self and your soul and your heart is empty and mm-hmm. you've invested so much into everything else that you haven't left anything for yourself. And I've had to rediscover passions yeah. and loves and creativity. I'm 35. I've had to rediscover that in, in college. I had so much time for creativity, for investment, for um for change and then life hit with the family and 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 then going through struggles and and trials Mm -hmm. and so i found myself recently in the last really last year uh last year and a half really going back to being okay and allowing myself to be creative um Mm -hmm. i am great at what I do uh, within my profession as a youth development specialist, as a minister, as a motivational speaker. Uh, I'm great at what I do. I'm a uh, great father. Um, And so I could also develop some of these passions that I have as a writer, um, as a speaker, as now a someone who hosts a podcast. I can I can develop some of these creative talents that I have and 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 produce excellence. Mm -hmm. And um, and as, as adults, we have to sort of switch our minds back into uh, not just investing, yes, into our children, but turning some of that investment and turning it within our own spirit and, and, and within ourselves. Uh, because we have so many things we can produce and not just children. We can produce children, but we also mm-hmm. produce some dreams, some passions out of our own uh, dots and minds. Most definitely. And it takes a lot of self-discipline to do for yourself. And, you know, get through to the things that you say you want to do and actually put in the work. It takes dedication because you have to stick with it. I always tell my children, if you start something, you got to finish it. If you're not going to finish it, don't start it. Yep. And, you know, saying no out of love, you're going to have to do that a lot in adulthood. I've said that to jobs. I've said that to people. Like, I'm going to tell you no. Well, what do you have to do? It doesn't matter. It doesn't concern you, but... For right now, I have to put my time into this. Yep. And if you can't do that, then you're going to end up, you know, depleting yourself and feeling empty. And that's where that emptiness comes from, where you knowing you should have did something smarter with your time and you didn't. Yep. I, I'm a person, uh, as an introvert, I am, I have so, my, my nose is so clear. You know, I, I believe that everything, uh, for every time you say no, you say yes to something. Okay. For every time you say yes, you say no to something. And so, I, and I think that, you know, within the last couple of years, I'm so much more aware of my boundaries and more, more so than my, my, uh, than my boundaries. I'm more aware of my uh, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't value my peace of mind as much in my 20s as what I do in my 30s and just understanding that no i don't have to be burnt out no i don't have to be here um mm-hmm. i i get to choose where i invest i get to choose where i invest myself i get to choose that's my choice 
within my yes or my no. And so, um, you know, as, as an adult that is free in which you don't have to live up to someone else's sort of expectations, you set your own rules, you mm-hmm. set your own boundaries. And, and it's, um, I would say, you know, for me in the last couple of years, it's, it's, it's refreshing. It's helped. I'm trying to slow life down. That's one of the big things that really, uh, that's really slow life down for me. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I have a question. Yes. At what point um, in your struggle within fatherhood did it change to, oh, I don't have to struggle anymore. I got this. Like, when did you feel that confidence that you had it under control? You know, that's, that's funny because really the um what changed it, it wasn't necessarily changing what i did uh my my roles my acts as a father um i after going through so much i went through uh about three years of trauma um of losing um it seemed like everything in my life i lost it all jobs family um uh finances um uh, lost of lives I mean we, we lost everything mm-hmm. and it took years of going through and depression to finally go to counseling and sit there and ask the person um, who normally gives advice and, and who normally is the person that listens to everyone else I had to have someone listen to me and I remember being in counseling and my counselor asked me he's like you know are you a good father and I told him, I, like, I don't I don't think I am. He's like, you're a good father. And, mm-hmm. and I had to really change my perspective. I'm like, hold on, you know, I, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm trying to hold myself up to this level of being perfect that mm-hmm. I'm missing my purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm missing my purpose. Um, and so it's, it took me, it took me through hell uh, for me to find confidence in myself, confidence in who I am as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a uh, friend, as an uncle, um, as all these things that I am, um, in order for me to see that, you know, hey, I, I, bring, I bring a lot to the table. I'm not just some sort of generic person. I, I bring something special. Um, I like mm-hmm. to tell people that I am I'm successful because I am full of success. I'm impactful because I'm full of impact. I'm a very impactful person. And um, and that's something I embrace now, and, I, and I'm I'm embracing it more and more each day. That's good. What do you hope that um, your son gets out of seeing you, father, for himself into a You know, I hope that my son sees that he doesn't have to. I'm not his. Uh, I'm not his measuring stick. I think men go through mm-hmm. sort of a measuring stick philosophy with other men in, in regards to fatherhood. Mm-hmm. I want him to be the best person, father, son, whatever that he can be. Um, and that he doesn't have to, it, it, it's tough because, you know, I, I, I am, I want my kids to go through life and not be, a, uh, not be hurt, not be, um, harmed and go through such a perfect life and that's just not attainable as a father and so I've had to change some of my perspective and how I how I view my children and so I I, I really do I want my kids to to live a uh, a life of better mental health early on than I did Mm -hmm. Um, I I had a wonderful upbringing I had a good upbringing Um, but I want them to have more peace of mind and not achieve peace of mind in the 30s but achieve it at an earlier age um and being okay with who they are as as a son as a as a daughter um and be okay within his own uh maleness within his own uh masculinity yeah i think um and that will serve a lot of males you know really good if they can understand that it's not a race it's not a competition, but you have to be honest and balanced. And if you're not honest and balanced about who you want to become and where you are, then you don't know where you're going to end up. Absolutely. When it, come, when it comes to being a father and fatherhood, that's a lifelong thing. 
it's, like it's your a, kid may like be 18 but you're still having to father <laughs> absolutely and, and and I think you know it, it's it's a lifelong thing it's a lifetime it, it's, it's a lifetime purpose it, it's, it's not a job it's a purpose um, and 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 if we could sort of change the sense of fatherhood just being a job, like that's just what I have to do. No, it's what you chose to do. Mm-hmm. And it's also what chose you. And so when something, when you choose it and when something chooses you, that's a, that's a purpose. And so um, it's a lifelong commitment. I think fatherhood is, 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 is tough. I think it's different in some ways uh, from mother, uh, from being a mom um, in which the image of a children have to see their fathers as um, as being imperfect. I think I think men try to be Superman for their mm-hmm. for their kids, and that sort of Superman mentality works when they're younger. But then they see that hey, you know, my dad has flaws. Not only does my dad have flaws, he has extreme flaws, and and it's hard for kids to sort of grasp that and it's hard for men to grasp to grasp they aren't Superman uh, you're more Clark Kent than Superman and so um, these are conversations that I try to have with my with my kids already like your dad I am not perfect I, I'm trying the best that I can I have good days I have bad days there's some things I have to apologize to you for um, I can be uh, loving I can be mean I can be tough on you I can be all these things but I'm your father and I'm trying and I'm, and I'm trying. And if I do something wrong, I'll apologize. And, and if I uh, do something right, I'm happy. And, and I am, we're all just trying. We're all trying. And so um, it's imperfect, but it's so much purpose within it. Exactly. And I uh, completely get everything that you said. Before we close out, what are some words of enlightenment that you could give fathers today that would possibly help them within the aspects of fatherhood? Um, you know, I would just tell fathers today that, you know, that they have, um, they may not have every tool that they need. They may not have every tool uh, that they want, but they have everything in them that they need to invest positively into their kids um you 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 have everything you have love you have heart you have skills you have intelligence you have wisdom you have um care you have compassion you have all these things you can invest into your children and your children are your legacy so why not invest um this road is not about being perfect uh but it is about being purposeful and um if you are living and breathing on this planet, you have purpose, whether you are uh, as a man, as a son, uh, but in this case, as a father. And so chase after your purpose, invest in your kids, invest in your community and create your legacy, um, the legacy that you wish to have. So good. So perfect. Thank you. Thank you. So many good words, and I hope that people, you know, share this with fathers to be fathers that are, you know, struggling in any way, just to see that, you know, they're not failing. You're learning. Some people think if they're not hitting notches that they set for themselves that they're failing. You're learning, and as long as you're open to learning a better way, then you'll be okay. And uh, thank you for sharing everything tonight. No, thank you. It's an honor. It really is an honor. So I'm, uh, I'm humbled that you decided to speak to me. Um, and, and so thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is a family. We have to support each other in order to Absolutely. grow. Where can the people find you? Get at me on Instagram, uh, the Black Introvert Podcast. Leave me a message. Um, DM me. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on twitter at tsslbi podcast but right now we're just we're really working instagram and so get at me i will always respond back um and i appreciate every word of encouragement um because you know i i truly am humbled that people listen 
I really am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need it. We need uh, that soundboard of someone that understands and can connect. Thank you for doing uh, this episode of Cozy Moon with me today. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.